The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleya of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Now, last week we started looking at Mammon Exposed and we started from the angle of looking about burning for God. Burning for God, we said, is a candle bought to be put under a bushel. All right, we should shine the gospel in prominent places. Let the whole world see you born. Let the whole world see you born with gospel flames. Very, very important. All right, let the whole world see you born with gospel flames. We said that the man who burns from God must flee the following. We said he must flee idolatry. We said he must flee fornication. We said he must flee youthful lust. We said he must flee the love of money. All right? Then we talked about the man who burns for God will seek the following. He would seek the knowledge of the Father through the Word. He would seek the manifest presence of God in prayer. He would seek the manifested presence of God through the local church meetings. Now notice when we say the manifested presence. The manifested presence of God refers to the um, release of the indwelling presence of God that is already in your spirit, but the presence of the Holy Spirit on your inside, all right, manifested in the physical. That's what we're talking about, the manifested presence of God in prayer, and seek the manifested presence of God through local church meetings. Then the fourth thing is I will seek to manifest the power and presence of God amongst unbelievers. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Now, we are now going to enter into understanding, all right, mammon. Understanding mammon. <laughs> mammon is very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. When we're talking about mammon, that word mammon is from the Greek word mammonas, all right, mammonas. And what it means is wealth. Or avarice. It's talking about the inordinate, inordinate affection for money. Alright? Mammon refers to the inordinate affection for money. The word mammon appears four times in the New Testament. Alright? Four times in the New Testament. Once in the book of Matthew. And three times in the book of Luke. Alright? Once in the book of Matthew. And three times in the book of Luke. Now let's look at the book of Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew <clears throat> chapter number six. You ready? <laughs> Many times people always make this mistake to think that mammon or chasing mammon is something that only the wealthy do. No. Anyone can chase mammon. Now look at Matthew 6 and verse 19. All right, can we put it up on the screen? Matthew 6 and verse 19. Um, and I want us to read together. We're going to read to verse 24. I want you to notice something very important because the scriptures actually gives you a prescription to be delivered from the desire for mammon and filthy lucre for money. All right, because money has its capacity to enslave you. Money has the capacity to enslave. Money has the capacity to direct. All right, money has the capacity to influence. Okay, money has the capacity to make you compromise your values. 
your value system. Money has the capacity to cause you to lay aside God's plan and God's purpose for your life and chase it. This is something we are going to see today. God is not against wealth. The Bible lets us understand that it is God that gives the power to get what? To get wealth. It says the blessings of the Lord, he make it rich and he added what? No sorrow to it. Okay? So what the Bible is against is you letting money becoming your God. Now look at Matthew 6, 19 to 24. It says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. It says, where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. 20 now says, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither mud nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. So Jesus is saying, there is a way to lay up treasures in heaven. And he says, do not lay up your treasures here on earth. He says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So why is he saying that? He's saying because where your treasure is, your heart will be there. If your treasure is on the earth, you will be earthly minded. But if your treasure is in heaven, you will be heavenly minded. It now says, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thy eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness, he says. Now, look at verse 24. Everybody read one to go. He says, No man can serve what? Two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and what? Despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon or money, okay, that word mammon has means treasure, wealth, money. Alright, mammon is the only thing used comparatively to God in scripture. Where he says either or in worship. He says you cannot serve God or mammon. Okay? Now look at the next verse now. He says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body. Now that word take no thought does not mean do not think about it. No. The word take no thought means do not be what? Anxious about it. Praise the, praise the Lord. Alright? Take no thought means do not be anxious about it. Do not be obsessed about it. Take no thought for your life. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. He said, it's not the life more than meat, and the body than clothes, raiment. He says, behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. He says, are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the leaves of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Oh boy! So that means anxiety about survival, about eating, drinking, wearing clothes where you live, is actually a demonstration of little faith in who? In God. Notice we said, take no thought, refers to what? Anxiety. Worry. Praise the Lord. You are worried about it. You are obsessed about it. Hallelujah. 
Take no thought. So he's saying, now notice something here. When he says you shall not serve God and mammon, you can see clearly that the person who is anxious about money, anxious about sustenance, and is taking thought of it, is anxious and obsessed about it. The Bible is telling us here that this person has little faith in God and has what? Much what? Trust in money. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. He said, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is, not, is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little feet? Look at this. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? That means don't be anxious about what we shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed. 32. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. You see this? He says, for your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of all these things. So that means my faith should be in the, my heavenly father, who in his foreknowledge knows I have need of these things. Glory to God. Because he now says in 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? All these things shall be what? Added unto you. So he's not saying that God will say, Oh, don't be anxious and won't come true for you. He says, No, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, what is the kingdom of God and what is his righteousness? What's he talking about? He says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. Look at Jesus comes in St. John's Gospel, chapter 3. All right, and he says, Except a man be born of water, that is the spirit, he cannot what? Enter into the kingdom of God. Praise God. Alright, it says in the previous verse, it says, except a man be born of uh, born again, he cannot what? See the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So what is he telling us there? He's telling us clearly, praise God. Alright, he's telling us clearly there that the kingdom of God is a spiritual concept. Glory to God. The kingdom of God is a spiritual concept that is made possible by the agency of the spirit of God. In the book of Romans, all right, chapter 14, I think verse 17, it says what? All right, for the kingdom of God is not in what? Meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace, and joy we are in the Holy Ghost. So the kingdom of God is in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. The kingdom of God is where? In the Holy Ghost. So he says, seek ye first the kingdom, the dominion of God, all right, and his righteousness. What righteousness is he talking about? The righteousness of faith. Glory to God. Because we see in Romans chapter 5 verse 17, he says, let's turn in the Romans 5 17. Righteousness, that that is the equity, all right, of God. The kingdom of God and the equity of God, the justice of God, all right, all right, which we see in that God declares an unrighteous man righteous on the basis of him believing in Jesus. All right, God declares an unrighteous man righteous on the basis of believing in Jesus. Look at Romans chapter 5. Righteousness. And 17. Look at what it says. It says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, it says, Much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the what? The gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Now, notice something very interesting. In Matthew chapter 6, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom. What is kingdom? The word kingdom is from the Greek word basilia. B-A-S-I-L-E-A. And basilia is talking about the reign of a king. 
all right the reign of a king okay jesus all right brought the reign of the king all right to the heart of everyone who believed the gospel jesus is the king and his kingdom is in the holy ghost no wonder jesus said to peter when peter was trying to defend him he said if my kingdom was of this world yeah surely my servant will rise up in my defense but he says my kingdom is not of this world showing us that the kingdom of christ is a spiritual kingdom and not an earthly one glory to god i said glory to god now notice something very interesting in that when we find righteousness mentioned in matthew chapter 6 and we find righteousness mentioned in romans chapter 5 and 17 there is something that goes with both a kingdom and a reign a kingdom and a reign say for by one man's offense death reigned dominion by one much more they which was receive abundance of grace and of the doria of righteousness the gift of righteousness it says they shall reign in life by one jesus christ so when jesus says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness all these other things shall be what added unto you where is the kingdom of god where is the holy ghost the holy ghost is found where in the person of christ jesus is that correct is that correct Come on, talk to me. The Holy Ghost is found where? In the person of Christ Jesus. So, so seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness is to seek Christ Jesus. Glory to God. It's to seek who? Christ Jesus. Jesus was speaking to the Jews in Matthew chapter 6. They were not born again, praise God. And their eyes had not been opened to understand that all of the commandments of the law and all of the prophecies of the prophets, all right, was pointing to who? To Jesus Christ, all right? It was pointing to Christ. So Jesus is telling them, right, seek me. Glory to God. And all these things that you are currently seeking, all right, will be added unto you. He's telling them that you have been seeking what to eat. You have been seeking what to wear. You have been seeking where to live. And it is taking your attention from me. Oh, I'm going somewhere with this. It's taking your attention from me. How many of you have found that sometimes chasing the money has caused you to lose, all right, and taking your eyes of Christ? and his plan and ministry and the fire of god burning you know i was talking to i think myself and my wife were talking and we're we're saying that there are a lot of people that the moment they landed abroad to chase the door glory to god that was the end of their spirituality all of a sudden they began to say things like ah why are we praying it's because you know why is this why is that why is this oh instead of churches let us build factories glory to god they are chasing the money. They are chasing what Jesus says. Stop chasing this. Stop being anxious of it. Seek me. Glory to God. Seek me. Amen. He now says, you cannot serve God. In verse 24. He says, you cannot serve God. You cannot worship God and serve mammon. What is he telling you? He's telling you that you see the agenda that has money as the purpose of it and the agenda that has god as the purpose of it do not work in the same or flow in the same direction glory to god when money is your motivation when money is your be all do all live all you are not like to be in the will of god 
you are not likely to be in the will of God. One of the most unchristian things for a believer to say is that right now my mind is only on money. It is the most, one of the most unchristian things for a believer to say. Because what you are saying by that statement is that you are saying that right now I'm not listening to the spirit of God. Right now I'm listening to the spirit of money. Where money says I should go, that is where I will go. Hallelujah. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Hallelujah. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot. Let me show you a scripture. Look at Matthew chapter 19. One of the things I found out about the Lord is this. When you begin your walk with God and you begin to grow in your fellowship with God, one of the things that the Lord will begin to do is that it will begin to break the hold of money over you. That's one of the things I found out. It's just very consistent. And I will show you from scriptures, all right, why that is. And you see examples from scriptures. One of the things you, want to, you always want to do is to break the hold of money over you. Is to break the hold of covetousness over you. To break the hold of selfishness over you. To break the hold of earthly mindedness over you. And shift your focus to heaven and kingdom. Always does that. Always does that. Always does that. He always does that. And you have to graduate out of that class. Yes, you have to graduate from that class. Because if God has not broken that thing in you, then he cannot commit greater you know, tools, resources into your hand because you are going to misuse it. <laughs> praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You no, know, I was talking to someone today and she was asking, you know, you know, does God make people rich? <laughs> God makes people rich. Believe me, he does. So I said, no, God is not involved in riches. I'm like, you must be a joker. <laughs> you must be joking, man. You really must be joking. I mean, like, you must be really joking. You must be high or something. What? Where did Solomon get it? Hallelujah. What of Abraham? What of Jacob? Jacob had an idea, divine idea, that cost money to leave Nam, uh, what is his name, Laban, to him. God leads you. God can lead you, all right, in the part of wealth. Bible says, all right, the, he's the one that gives it thee. In fact, if you look at the law of Moses, it wants. If you look at the law of Moses and read it well, you will find out that Moses wants against alluding that your wealth came from you. He wants against it. If I begin to throw it at eight, he says, don't get to that land. And now begin to say that by the might of my own hands, I have gathered this wealth. He said, no. He said, it is the Lord that gives it thee what? Power to get wealth. It's God that gave it to you. Which means that man must never get to the point where he points to himself as the source of his blessings. No matter how hard we walk, amen, we must always be what? Worship God with the results of what we do, the results of our hard work. And say, Lord, it is because you gave me breath in my nostrils that I was able to do this. Lord, it's because of the energy you put in my body that I was able to do this. That is worship to God. The moment you now start pointing to yourself, congratulations, you have become your own God. 
and there's no man that has become his own god that actually you know <laughs> lives long to enjoy Praise <laughs> god man is not designed to be worshipped man is also not designed to worship himself man was designed to worship god and when you are not functioning according to your design there is a malfunction now let's look at matthew chapter 19 verse 17 matthew 19 and 17 you cannot serve god and mammon matthew 19 17 and we're going to read into 24 it's the story of the rich wrong ruler it's a very interesting story i i really find this story so intriguing all right now Look at it. The, the young rich long ruler came to Jesus and said, Oh, good master, good teacher. Then Jesus said, And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? He says, There is none good but one that is God. He now says, Listen. He says, But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Now, one of these days, I'm going to teach you the, take you to the teaching ministry of Jesus in the Gospels. All right? So that you can understand why Jesus taught the way he taught in the Gospels. So, for example, Jesus says to say, if that will enter into life, that life there is the way. He said, keep the commandments. Look at the next verse. He now says, which ones? All right. And he said to him, which? Jesus said, thou shalt do no murder. All right. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Nor be a for witness. Basically, the law of Moses. This is the law of love. All right. Next verse. That shall, uh -huh. He said, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Oh, boy. The guy now says, the young man said unto him, oh, oh, all these things I have kept from my youth up. He says, what lack I yet? Woo. Do you know the infantry of this young man? He's standing before Jehovah God. And God is telling him, thou shalt not, thou shalt. And the guy says to God, I have kept all these laws without breaking them since I was a child. What arrogance. <laughs> Praise God. Then he says, what I like, what like I, look at the next verse. Jesus said unto him, if thou wilt be what? Perfect. What did he say? Go and do what? Sell that thou hast and give to what? <laughs> and thou shalt have what? Treasure in heaven and come and do what? So that means Jesus said to him, All your possessions, sell it. Then follow me. And he said, He will have what? Church, now read. He said, You will have what? treasure in heaven so what is jesus saying jesus is saying trade in your earthly goods for a heavenly treasure oh boy you don't know what he's saying he's saying trade in your earthly goods that you can't see for a heavenly treasure you cannot see i'm going to explain this concept in a bit because what we need to understand is that our material possessions that we have in our custody and that we will yet have, all right, are designed for us to convert into eternal verities. That's the point. That's the purpose. Do you know why? Because when you leave this earth, either to the rapture or through death, you are not going to be able to use those possessions for anything. 
Because like we read in Matthew chapter 6, it says, Do not lay up treasures here where moth doth what? Corrupt. Recently, if you are a Bitcoin trader, you will know that everywhere is red. Glory to God. So, the value of money and treasures is going up and down. Glory to God. Glory to God. The only place where that does not apply is where? Heaven. All right, heavenly realities. Now let's continue. Jesus said, If that would be perfect, go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Now look at what happened next. Next verse. But when the young man had that saying, he went away what? Sorrowful. Now let me tell you what his problem was. He says, He went away sorrowful, for he had what? Great possessions. Jesus said, give it away. Follow me. Because if you follow me, it means that you have faith where? In me. Not in what? The possessions. But the guy going away sorrowful was saying, no Lord, I have more faith in what? The possessions than I do in you. So he was weeping sorrowful. And look at it. For he had, he said, when he had that, he went away sorrowful. For he had what great possessions. Now look at what Jesus Christ said. Next verse. Next verse. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, Oh boy, listen, this thing moved Jesus. Because if you look at this in the Greek, it was, it was ah, glory to God. It moved Jesus because there were examples of people in the Bible that had the same call and obeyed. For example, Elisha. I'm mean, having you know Elisha's story. You know Elisha's story. The Bible lets us know that Elijah comes, came to Elisha, and what? Threw upon him, what? What? His garment. And says, follow me. Then Elisha said, please, let me what? Say bye-bye to my family. Then Elisha said, what am I to do? The Bible says Elisha killed all the oxen. And he did a party for everybody in his sin and left. He burned the bridge. Sold all he had. Gave it to the poor and followed Elijah. Hallelujah. What did Elisha get? He got the anointing. He got operations of the spirit. He got what? The move of the spirit. He got to be part of God's plan. Hallelujah. For the coming of the kingdom. Just like the twelve. You, do you guys realize that Jesus was inviting this guy to be the disciple? Because we know that Judas is Iscariot. Praise the Lord. You know Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus and left the number. It meant that with this guy joining, praise God, there would have not been need for Matthias. How many of you realize that? Jesus said, follow me. Sell it up. Follow me. Is that not what he told uh, Peter? Follow me. Glory to God. Is that not what he told you? He said, follow me. The guy says, no. I got great possessions. I cannot give it up. And look what Jesus says. He says that I that a, he said very nice to that a rich man. Then said Jesus, no, 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 back up, please. One verse. Uh-huh. Yeah, for he had good person. Next verse. He now says, Then said Jesus on disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly. That word hardly there means it will be difficult. Alright. Shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. Next verse. He now says, Again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel. To go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. What is Jesus saying here? In context, he is saying it will be hard, almost impossible, for a man whose faith 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Whose faith, glory to God, for salvation. Whose faith for his eternity rests on money to enter the kingdom. Because faith, alright, in money doesn't give you eternal verities. It doesn't give you the kingdom. Faith in God does. This man lost an invitation of a lifetime because he was earthly minded and not heavenly minded. There are many earthly minded Christians. And one of the things that has made that possible is the prosperity gospel. Because the prosperity gospel focuses on a better now, but does not let us now know what the true purpose of that prosperity is. Hallelujah. Then you now have another thing we find with the prosperity gospel in that you find that um, you have the glorification of... Um, uh, how will I put it now? The glorification of comfort and flamboyance. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Because we, we talk about, we get prosperity and talk about increase, then we glorify money such that it now becomes something that is hard for us to give. One of these most... Um, the, the folks I really respect and honor in 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 prosperity um, in Nigeria, when talking about prosperity, um, uh, um, believing God prospers, is Bishop Oedeko. And many people don't. There's a lot of things many people don't understand about, about that man. In that he believes God prospers, but in his conduct and in his lifestyle, you will find out that there is a discipline. Praise God, a discipline. Where you find that there's no much flamboyance in his personal life. Hallelujah. There is always that tendency, alright, to talk about cuts your coat according to your size. So if you understand what true prosperity teaching is, it is in that God's ability to meet your needs, glory to God, but and God to meet your needs and God's ability to give you more for the purpose of the kingdom. That's the purpose. For the purpose of the kingdom. So it's a very, very, you know, imagine you see a Christian, he says God has blessed him. Then all of a sudden, the blessings of God are rich, and he puts a cigar in his mouth. The blessings of God are rich, man. Man, my God. My God is good, man. Oh, my God. My God. Because listen to me. It was the wealth of the father of the, what do you call it, the prodigal son. That drove him away from his father's presence. I hope you notice that. The prodigal son came to his father and said, Give me all my property and stuff like that. Divide it to me so that I can go and enjoy. The guy got all this. It was the wealth his father gave him that sponsored his trip away from the presence of his father. There are a lot of people that when prosperity comes, it sponsors their path away from God's plan. Hallelujah. They pray for visa. Oh, Father, visa, visa, visa comes and visa don't come. Oh. Praise God. Now, you, you, you don't the UK now. Praise God. UK, you know, God didn't say you should go, but you prayed, you got it. Now, you are in UK now. Two years, you never go to church. You say it's work. Ah, no, we are working. We are working. We are working. We are working. Whiskey has come to Otu Arena. For sure, you are there. Christian, no. When you are in Nigeria, Rokotopo Lobo, Viji, Biri, Baba, but now you 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 don't know church now. Nah, whiskey do too. When they say church, you say COVID. Ah, COVID. Ah, ah, COVID. This vaccination thing. Ah, wow. But when it was uh, O2, you understand? Don't allow the blessings of God. Don't allow material increase sponsor your flights out of the will of God. 
Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Very, very important. Very, very important. God bless you, young man, with money, with a good job. Now, you are not beginning to look for a spouse that aligns with God's plan, with God's kingdom. Mm-mm. Instagram slay mama is what you are looking for now. Yes. <laughs> Praise God. You are DMing the slay mamas on Instagram. Glory to God. A little bit of Kim Kardashian with a sprinkle of Alicia Keys. Then with a potpourri. Glory to God. Of Kylie Jenner. Amen. Then you want to drag her to church and say, Pastor, this is the person. Lay hands on her and let her start talking in tongues. So we want to oligarize a, you know, because you now have money. Sponsor. That, this mammon salmon is for you. Glory to God. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Amen. Are you learning something here? The Jewish longula said, no. I got too much money. I got too much to lose. I can follow you. What do you mean, follow you? No, 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 I ain't following you. He said, I, I, should, I should sell it up and give it to the poor and follow you. It means this man looked as money as so much more precious than Jesus. Whenever we see money, whenever we see earthly opportunities, as so, having so much value than the kingdom, having so much value than Jesus, it shows us that we are short-sighted. It shows us that we are vain. It shows us that we don't understand who Christ is. You don't understand how golden it is, how precious he is. You don't understand. Hallelujah. Now listen. Wealth and allure. The idea of it, all right, can be a god to you on the earth. You can get to the point where you are worshipping money. Jesus is not your Lord. Money is. Because your Lord is whosoever you obey. So if you are obeying, Obeying, being led by money in your decisions, then money is your Lord, not Jesus. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. This is important. Very, very important. The job that you do, the location you live in, actually. All of those decisions can be Holy Ghost influence or mammon influence. Amen. The person that you marry can be Holy Ghost influence and mammon influence. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Now let's continue. Really. Amen. Now listen. God does not want our faith to be in uncertain riches. You know, riches are called uncertain in scripture. The reason why they are called uncertain is because they are not eternal. Money is not forever. It's not forever. Money is not forever. Nobody is living in the house Jesus lived when he was on earth. Amen. In fact, you know that temple of Solomon? We can't find it. 
In fact, it's so bad that some historians are doubting whether it ever existed. It's uncertain. That's life. Earthly things are uncertain. They don't last forever. And it is spiritual idiocy to build your life on what doesn't last forever when you last forever. Are you following what I'm saying? It's stupid for you to build your life around what doesn't last forever when you last forever. It is stupid for you to build your life around what isn't eternal when you are eternal, when you have eternal life. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17. Quickly. First Timothy 6 and 17. Look at what it says. Look at what, now listen, the tone of the scriptures, let me just say this quickly, the tone of the scriptures, when it comes to wealth and riches, is cautionary. Amen? It is what? Cautionary. In fact, if you look at the epistles, there is no place in the epistles where we are encouraged or motivated to get wealthy. Mm -mm, you will not find that there. But what you will find is caution and an instruction if you have wealth. Look at what this is. It says, charge them that are rich in this world. So there are those who are rich in this world. And when he says in this world, he's talking about rich in this world's goods. Praise the Lord. So that means that in the church, not everybody is rich in this world's goods. It means that if you are going to be rich in this world's goods, there are principles involved for you to be so. Are you following what I'm saying? That's another, another, another sermon. Glory to God. Now, it says, Church them that are rich in this world, that they be not what? People, studio audience, help me. That they be not what? They should not be what? Ay, 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 ay. You know what I mind that is? That's arrogance. When you come in, you have money. You just come into a church. You say, yes, we are the one running things here. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you just come into the pastor's office. You know, there's a walk. Are you following? You are walking different. You know, you are walking different. You know, they just knock on. There's pastor, there's he busy seeing somebody. Oh, you just say, ah, pastor, how are you doing? Wonderful sermon. I was really blessed. Sorry I couldn't be around the past six weeks. I was in Brussels. I had some business and stuff like that. And I don't know. Let's talk later. I want to make some donation, you know, to the church. You know, just using your money, pushing your weight around. You understand? Just pushing your weight around, you know, because you have money. You are high-minded. He says, <laughs> that they be not high-minded, nor trusts in uncertain riches. But in the who? Living God. You see that? So he's saying, don't trust in something that does not have life. Trust in the living God who gives life. So that means your faith should be in the person of God and not in money. He says, in the living God. Now notice something powerful. He says, who does what? Talk to me now. Who does what? Give it us what? Richly all things to what? So what is he saying? Don't trust in money. 
but trust in God that can give you all things, including what? Money. If your faith is in money, you lose out on God. But if your faith is in God, you get God, His plans, and you get the money too. But the deceit of mammon is that it makes you think that all you need to do is to have money. And everything will be alright. That's a lie. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. And the deceit of money is to make you think that if you go God's way, there's no money there. It's a lie too. Because to assume that is to think that God doesn't love you and God doesn't care for you. So you now think that where God is telling you to go, where is what he's telling you to do, that there is no provision there. So you now stay where you think there's provision because you can see the money. You are serving mammon. Ah, hallelujah. That's having my money. Having mammon. Mammon is taking your time. So Jesus cannot have the time. Mammon is taking your attention. So Jesus cannot have your attention. Hallelujah. Mammon. Mammon. You see, the Bible talks about, because when we're talking about mammon, we're talking about the, that seeking of money. That talking about covetousness. The Bible likens covetousness. Because means covetousness likens it to idolatry. Do you know that? Likings it to idolatry. Now let me show you this quickly. Now look at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 20. Galatians chapter 5 and 20. Look at what it says quickly. Um, can we back up to from verse um, 18? It says, but if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Next verse. Now see this. It says, now the works of the flesh are manifest. Huh? Fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Next verse. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, simulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. Next verse. Then it says, envies, mothers, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which what? Do such things shall not what? Inherit the kingdom of God. Now he's talking about saying that those who walk in this, that those who live in this, if this is their nature, they don't have the spirit of God. The kingdom of God is the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Now, turn your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5. In Colossians 3, 5, you're not going to see the better definition of idolatry. Look how it says. Colossians 3, 5 says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Fornication. Is that a work of the flesh? Is that a work of the flesh? Uh-huh. It says fornication, uncleanness, inordinate what? Affection, evil concupiscence, and what? And what? Which is what? See that? So, covetousness or greed for money. Inordinate affection for wealth is idolatry. The worship of money. The chasing of mammon 
is idolatry. Remember that scripture that it says, for the as the love of money is the root of all what? All evil. First Timothy 6. If you read that in context, what Paul was warning Timothy about was of ministers who, because of the love of money, began to say that the word of God said what he did not say. Because there was more money when you preach that way. Are you following? So, when your sermons are designed to extract more money out of the people, he says the love of money is the root of all what or evil. The evil there is ministerial evil. Should we look at it? Look at the first image. Ah! Ministerial evil. Oh my God. There is ministerial evil. Everybody say there is ministerial evil. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Praise God. Ministerial evil. Ministerial evil. Evil wickedness in, in ministry. The wickedness of the priests. Hallelujah. I had a story. I'm just telling this for. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> glory to God. Oh. I said, Glory to God. You know, <laughs> a man of God was preaching. And he was preaching. He began to say, The way out of your problem is to sow the seed, the Isaac seed. You want to break out the seed. You want to clinical the seed. So that's it. So that's it. So there was a woman in the church. Her husband bought a car and gave her the keys to be using. Hallelujah. Okay? <laughs> to be using and all. She was moved by the prophet Simon. Stood up. Took the keys that was not her own. That was given to her by her husband, and she sowed the seed. And the man of God took the key, good car, brand new car, and went off with it. Woman went back home. Oh, come. My husband said, Where's the car? He said, Honey, come. We need breakthrough in this house. We need divine intervention. So, to that effect, I sold the car at the instance of the man of God. And the man of God, the husband got crazy. What kind of nonsense is that? Went to collect car back. Now, let me tell you something. Can you be led to give your car? Yes. Can you be led to sell your land? Yes. And give to the Lord? Yes. Because we have example in Acts of Apostles chapter 4. Barnabas sold the land and he what? He laid it at the what? Apostles' feet. The Spirit of God must have moved him to do that. Praise God. But it should not be as a result of manipulation. Hallelujah. Manipulation. Most times, if the Spirit of the Lord is one involved, the Spirit of the Lord will not uh, lead all right, manipulation of people to part with their items for the what? profit of the man of God. No, he won't do that. The Spirit of God doesn't work that way. When you would have raised the Elijah example, forget that Elijah, when he says, give to me first, it was for the sustenance of Elijah and that household. You see that? It was not for the enrichment of Elijah. There's a difference. Elijah was not enriched by that provision. Elijah was sustained by the provision. Glory to God. I said glory to God. 
any teaching on giving that is designed to enrich the pastor is manipulation. And sometimes we can be saying the same things and be speaking the same words, but our intent, our intention is not the same. Glory to God. A lot of evil emanates in ministry and it is rooted in the love of money among the clergy. Hallelujah. Sometimes the love of comfort is the problem. The love of affluence, be seen to be succeeding, is our idol as ministers. So because of that love and that desire to be seen, you know, let me level with you tonight. Listen, the truth about it is this. The current Christian scope in Nigeria is full of, how will I put it? It's like Instagram. How many of you have seen Instagram? How many of you use Instagram? How many of you have gone on Instagram and you like begin to question whether you, you are fine? Now, I don't even know what I'm talking about. You go on Instagram and you say, am I really fine? Did, I mean, did God make me to? You know, you begin to question things. Or you're like a lady, you, 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 you check yourself, you, you look on Instagram, then you see someone, you now begin to check your own, you know, ah, God, why didn't you increase some places here? Look at all this here. And you say, yeah, so you don't have pressure. Before you were fine, no? Until you look. So it's like often like that with ministry, ministers. And it's because there is a celebration of mammon among ministers. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to use this to explain a lot of things. There's a celebration of, of mammon among ministers where, you know, we go for a minister's conference and everybody's trying to check the car you came in. If you didn't come in a car and you trekked in, oh my God, the world is not working in that one's life. So you now begin to hear sermons saying things like that, that uh, you've not um, discovered the mysteries of the kingdom. You've not discovered this. You've not discovered that. And all of a sudden, you now want to show that you have discovered it in. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. Amen. So you want to do everything. You want to hustle the money out of the members. Hallelujah. Is an idol. Look at it. First Timothy, quickly. 6 and 10. Well, let's start from verse 6 to 10. Because 10 is where we're going to land in. Alright, very, very important. Very, very important. There's nothing wrong with ministers of the gospel being rich. Nothing. If a minister ministers well, and the people under his care prosper, and those people fulfill Galatians 6, 6 to 7, that minister is going to have wealth. Is that correct? You understand? Because the people with him will sustain him. But the scripture commands that minister that he should what? Distribute what? That wealth. Alright? He should be quick to what? Distribute. Amen? And we look at that also. Now look at First Timothy. Huh? It says, but godliness with what? Contentment is what? Great gain. Next verse. He says... For we brought nothing war into this world, and it is certain we can carry what nothing out. Next verse, what does it say? And having food and what raiment, let us be there with what content. Listen to me and listen to me very, very well. When you are not in a place of contentment, you most likely are not in the center of God's will for your life. Now, let me explain the difference between contentment and apathy towards progress. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because like, I have to explain that. Because you see, some people are not content. They are just lazy. 
Some people are not content. They just don't have a vision. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, let me explain the difference. Contentment means that though I am not where I want to be, I am at peace with my journey to get there. Did you hear what I said? Though I am not where I want to be, I am my at peace on my journey to get there. So, I'm in a nation. I live in a house. I'm giving an example now. I don't, I'm not saying my house is like that. But I'm living in a house, then the roof is leaking. I want to change houses, but I don't have money for the rent. Are you following what I'm saying here? Are you following what I'm saying here? Now, while I am believing God for a change, I am at peace with where I am. Are you following? Now, that peace I have with where I am does not mean I don't want to get out of that place. But I am not in that place groaning and complaining and speaking unbelief. Are you following what I'm saying? No. I am content. I have, I have an emotional equilibrium within me. Though I am still believing God for a new place. Is this clear? Come on, is this clear? Uh -huh. Godliness with contentment. So that means I am content, but I am content but doing things God's way. You follow what I'm saying here? I am at peace. I am at equilibrium, but I am doing things God's way. Because there is what? Ungodliness and what? Covetousness. Go back there. He said, Godliness with contentment is great gain. He puts gain there. That's profit. All right. He puts gain there in non tangible terms. He says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. Next verse. He now says, What? For we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we cannot carry. So that means, whatever I have, I don't have. I don't allow it to affect my peace. Hallelujah. I don't let it affect my peace. He says, God never, for we brought nothing into this world, neither, and it's certain we can carry nothing out. Next verse. And having food and raiment, now notice something very powerful. He says, and having food and what? Ah, so what if I don't have food and raiment? It's an aberration. Because what he's saying is that you will have food and raiment. If you don't have food and raiment, then we need to put a torchlight on you. Are you walking? Praise God. Why don't you have food and raiment? Praise the Lord. Uh -huh. He said, having food and raiment, let us be there with what content. Next verse. He says, for they that will be rich. That means they that do everything to be rich. Travel anywhere to be rich. Ah, pastor, I must be rich. Oh. I'm going to Afghanistan. I'm going to Bethesistan. I'm going to Sanzanstan. I'm going to Samsan. Wherever stands. So far there is money. Wherever the dollar goes, I will follow. Wherever the dollar goes. No, yes, sir. Amen. When money is your God, you can do anything for money. You will shake your bum bum on money on the Instagram. I say, ah, but sister, this is ungodly. You don't say no. Stop judging. Stop judging. This is what I do to eat. Nobody should judge my hustle. 
Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. When money is not your God, and God is your God, when you are not worshipping money, then no man can call a lady and tell him, Come and sleep with me, I'll give you one million naira or ten million naira. Come and sleep with me, I'll give you a job. You will find that. Why, why, why would you do that? Because you know that your faith is not in man. Your faith is not in money. Your faith is in who? God. How can your faith be in a man? He says, he can, how do you know he will wake up tomorrow? After you sleep with him, how do you know you will wake up enough to, <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? Your faith is not in man. Your faith is in who? In God. He says, but they that will be rich fall into what? Temptation. And a what? And a snare. That was near his trap. When you are trying to be, so he said, that we, I want to be rich, 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 I want to do it. Anyhow, anyhow, look, right now, my, my mind is on money. When you start doing that, fine, he said, that's so correct. Let's set trap for him. Praise God. Let's set trap for her. Sister, you don't walk. You say you want to be rich. What is your skill? You say, I'm a people person. I like game. I like pomo. I like to eat meat. These are my hobbies. What is your skill? I have none. But I swear you people will like me. Are you following what I'm talking about? <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> and you want to be rich. Satan will open trap for you. Brother, you want to be rich at all costs. You will not be saying they will introduce you to Yahoo, Yahoo, Yahoo Plus. And you will be there with a laptop with some juju. Demonic spirits have not invaded your life. At night, you are sleeping. Then you now find out a talking rabbit is talking to you in your dream. A talking rabbit, he has the head of a cat. Praise God. Then four legs. And he's talking to you, dancing a willow. <laughs> and he says, yeah, joke, you know, you know, you have strange dreams. Uh-huh. You have entered trap because of love of money. Dip your hand into what you shouldn't dip your hand into. Praise God. Hearing sounds nobody else is hearing. <laughs> because of love of money. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Contentment. Peace. Hallelujah. Now let me just end with this because of time. Because we'll continue next week. Now let me let everyone, very important for you to know this. Listen. One thing that breaks the yoke and the hold of greed and covetousness over you is giving. Very important. Giving. Nothing says, God, I trust you to meet my needs like giving. Giving to kingdom. Giving to the poor. Giving to widows. Giving. Nothing says, God, I trust you to take care of my needs than giving. This stingy man is a mammon rude man. A stingy person. It's mammon rude. Does not have faith in the ability of God to meet his needs. Hallelujah. 
First Timothy 6, 17 says, Charge them to are rich in this world to distribute. In Matthew 24 that we read, sorry, Matthew um, 6, 24 that we read, he says, lay up treasures for yourself in heaven. He says, for where your treasure is, your heart will be what? Also. Giving. Giving. So how to break the hold of mama, number one, always consistently give away your kingdom activities. To the poor and to the widow. Praise God. Number two. Always place God's plan first. First. God first. As long as you live. Always put God first. Remember the kingdom of God exists because there is a God of the kingdom. Say that again. The kingdom of God exists because there is a God of a kingdom. The kingdom of God exists because there is a king in the kingdom. Always put him first. Always. Always. Always put him first. Always put him first. First. Always put God first. Your faith should be in God first. Your question should be God first. God, what would you have me do? Breaking the hold of covetousness. Always put God first. Number three. Never let money decide where you go. Always ensure God does. Exercise yourself in that. Never let money decide where you go. Always ensure God does. Doctors. An opportunity has opened up for you to go to Saudi Arabia. They are offering you... $15,000 a month. You have not prayed about it. You are already in, um, in um, Jeddah. <laughs> Praise God. You now ask, where is church around there? No church, mosque. No church here. In fact, if you preach Jesus in this place, we will be cut off your hand. Hallelujah. Now, you didn't go there to say, I will be martyr, martyr for Jesus. No, you didn't do that. Not what you did. He said, no, you see, the Bible says that we should be subject to authorities. After all, the church is not a group of people. I am the church. So, I will in my house worship the Lord and follow services online. No problem. You know, but what I'm going to make sure I do is that this $15,000 they are giving me per month, I will make sure, my God, I will pay that. That is a compromise. You can't bribe God. If God didn't send you there, you shouldn't be there. Do not let money decide where you go. Practice it. Because the truth about it is that if you do not daily mortify covetousness, covetousness will take over your life. You will not know it before you take In fact, you see, a minister can be taken over with covetousness and he will not know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number four, never build your faith. Never build your faith in money. It is like the air. It is here now and gone tomorrow. And number five, use wealth to worship and serve God's plans. Use your wealth to worship and serve God's plans. Do it purposely. Do it consciously. 
do it purposely do it consciously even though you don't have much ensure you separate what oh god i'm giving this to you lord i'm giving that to you train yourself train yourself regularly to give away train yourself regularly to give away train yourself regularly to look at something that is precious to you give it give it that phone just give it look for someone that is undeserving you know and just give it as you are doing that what you are showing is that there is nothing earthly that holds over you you are living your life in such a way that nothing is too much that you can't give away it's a training now i'm not saying you go and empty your savings so no that's not what i'm saying this is not a manipulative sermon to get you to empty your savings no 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 it's not that kind of church praise the lord let everybody be led by the spirit but let that the spirit of god lead you to break the hold of covetousness because the thing about it is this where mammon is king there's no room for jesus and the thing about obeying mammon's voice for a long time is that sooner than later the voice of mammon will now sound like the voice of jesus amen the voice of mama will now sound like the voice of Jesus. You won't be able to tell it apart. Glory to God. Amen. And I'll close with this. <laughs> when you begin to... I remember I was listening to a story. The man of God said a person called him. Saying he had some problem in some country. And the man of God said, before I pray for you, send me a seat. Are you following? The guy sent him a seed before he prophesied to him. Now, I know that that man of God, at some point, that kind of thing did not enter his mind. Are you following? There has to be some point where that thing started. And soon, all right, it now became the normal thing. That's, what, that's how my money is. That's how covetousness is. That's how the works of the flesh is. It should become normal. It's like immorality. Immorality is like that. Yeah, nobody, praise <laughs> God. Well, the first time you saw people kissing on TV, what did you do? Your, your body was behaving somehow. You know. Oh, what are they doing this now? You understand? Even when we were watching NTA then, NTA was even the one that prepped us to know that it's wrong because. When you they started kissing, NTA will just go, they will fast forward. You understand? I don't remember that. Yeah. But the more you watch it, then you watch Netflix. You are watching it. Netflix. They will not even, you, before you change it, you have all the private parts everywhere. Praise God. Yes, everything. Ah, ah. The, 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 the first time you fast forwarded it, when you now began to say you have grown up, you are not fast forwarding anymore. You now find out that they are showing it you are comfortable. You are just there. You understand? Just watching it, you know. Enjoying the glory of it. Do you know what's going on? Immorality has sunk into your... Are you following? It's now normal. 
and you see you are in a very bad place you don't just know it ah yeah yeah because let me tell you that thing is programming you it's programming you married or married is programming you one day your eyes go down then the program will kick in amen the scenario will be perfect then you now want to act the film that you have been downloading into your mind ha ah, that's how it is praise god in fact you get to a point where you hear a voice says don't worry my grace covers all <laughs> you will think his voice was his voice of the flesh the voice of the devil let the spirit of god train you to break free and walk as you do work as you should work hallelujah you know a knowledge of our who we are in christ and who we are in the spirit we are not the covetous no amen we are born of love that's who we are in our spirits praise the lord but there is still that tendency in our flesh in our mindset in our thinking and we need to reprogram our thinking in line with who we are in our spirits love beings not bound by the love of money not bound by the love of fame and the love of that no but we are bound to what to the lord's will and chasing the lost purpose praise the lord praise the lord have we learned anything today now i want you to lift your hands and those of you watching online say this with me lord i'll use my resources to worship you i will use my resources to fund your purposes i will use my resources to fund your plans i choose to break free from mammon i choose to break free all right from unrighteous mammon i choose to break free from covetousness i declare that you alone are my lord you alone are my king and you alone will i serve amen praise the lord all right we got to close now let's just package our offerings very quickly few announcements for us to note number one justify the song by the anointed dynasty drops october one praise god october one and it's going to be available on all platforms that's i think that's the first song we're releasing this year ah all right praise god dev knows how i feel about that amen but we thank god at least this one we've released it praise the lord all right then september 19th i am coming to otter oikia cc otter then september 26th i'm coming to oikia cc ag praise the lord amen so get ready get ready it's going to be not awesome ladies and men in ministry old november 26 to 28 the registration links will be out remember we said for those who live far or live out of state we are making plans to ensure you have accommodation and at least um feeding um there'll be some registration fees some small amount you can pay to help us with that all right and we have already started the preps and the you know payments for this and that we are preparing for, for all of that so that we will ensure that we have a wonderful conference remember coming for ladies of many ministry we have um apostle Tio phillips danjuma and we have uh evangelist or pastors um um daniel um olawandi who is coming then i'm hopeful that we'll have my pastor pastor balaji will present also at ladies and men in ministry praise the lord 
all right let us give real quickly um, can we put out the offering details or the uh listen for those who want to give let us give all right let's bless god with our offerings praise the lord ah hallelujah now remember workers you are supposed to post your notes on the workers group i expect to see that those of you who are not yet workers conclude your membership class and sign up to be a member of the workforce so that you can have more kind of like intimate training all right and tasks and all of that amen praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord all righty 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 all right can rise up now in the hall um amen amen praise god all right so let us take our affirmations real quickly the grace of god has been given to me the power is living in me therefore i rule and reign by the power of god it is my year of spreading i spread everywhere i spread the i spread the life and i spread the power of god everywhere god bless you amen You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olalea of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.